Welcome, this is the Sales IQ Podcast. My name is Luigi Prestonenzi, and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe, so we can help you master the art of selling. Welcome to another episode of the Sales IQ Podcast. I'm your host, Luigi Prestonenzi, and as always, I'm pumped, honored, and excited that you have joined us for what is a world record episode. This week, we're joined by Ali Redder. He is the world's number one car sales professional. He broke a world record. Joe Girard held this record for a number of years, and recently, Ali smashed that record, selling almost 1,800 new cars in one year. That's right, folks. Ring that bell. He sold an an astonishing almost 1,800 cars. And in this episode, we talk about the mindset, what Ali did to build, to get to that point, the process he used, you know, his total focus on, on mindset and making sure he serves his tribe and be the best he can be. Now, I flew all the way to Detroit, to Motor City, to meet with Ali and talk about what he has done to achieve such incredible results. And this is not just one year. He's achieved results year after year after year. And I absolutely loved every minute of this episode, and I'm sure you will as well. Before we get into today's episode, please continue to like, share, rate us wherever you, wherever you listen to podcasts. And those messages that you're sending me, I absolutely love them. They inspire me to get up on the plane and fly for 21 hours to go meet the likes of Ali Redder so we can deliver incredible content to you so that you can be the best sales professional you can be. So before we get into it, we have a message from our sponsors, Vanilla Sales. So guys, for all of you out there, for most sales professionals, we are all using a CRM. You know, CRM was designed for managing relationships. However, sales engagement is designed for starting them. Now, current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time and make less than two attempts to contact them and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. Vanilla Soft is a sales engagement platform like no other. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. So guys, if you're using another sales engagement platform, stop right now and head over to VanillaSoft.com. Get yourself a free trial because it will help you close more deals. It will help you have more conversations so you can get more opportunities in your pipeline and close more deals. So thank you to the team at VanillaSoft for bringing you this podcast on how to close more deals. So buckle up, get in, put that seatbelt on because this episode is going to be insane. Welcome to the Sales IQ podcast. This is a very special episode as we are in Detroit with the world's greatest car sales professional, Ali. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you for, for coming. Taking the time to oh, spend with us. It. I appreciate you being here. Oh, man. Welcome, what a, what a, welcome to Detroit. Yeah, thank you, man. And what a great venue. Thank we you. have the privilege thank of, of, of uh, you know, catching up. So, yeah, absolutely. Mate, I've got so many questions I want to ask. I've uh, traveled, yes, you know, I'm a fair distance to, to get here. 
Good. I appreciate you coming yeah. all this way, man. I'm humbled. <laughs> I'm humbled and I'm honored to be here with you. And I'm ready. I'm ready to, to share and, and uh, get some knowledge out there. Awesome. Well, first things first, uh, mate, how did you start your career in this, you know, in, in this wonderful, wacky world of selling? Just like everybody else, by accident. Yeah. <laughs> it always seems like everybody enters the auto industry by accident, by yeah. form of I got to get through school or, you know, hey, just needed to make some extra money. So, um, you know, I started in 2001. Yeah. Uh, I needed something a little bit more in my life. I was working at a uh, industrial company where it was two brothers and then myself. And I mm. kind of hit the limit, you know, I didn't have uh, any, anywhere to grow. Um, I was there for 10 years and I said, hey, my next five years will look the same. Yeah. So I needed something a little bit more and, and what better than sales uh, to get there. And at the time, the funny thing is I was either thinking auto sales or uh, real estate. Yeah. Those are the two things that were kind of hot. And um, it was in June of 2001. So a friend of mine was selling cars and I asked him, how do you like it? And he gave me all the wonderful stories. None of the bad ones, of course. <laughs> uh, and uh, he said he was he was making you know decent money. And uh, I says, you know, I wanted to change. And I interviewed at the store he was working at yeah. and uh, got hired in. And, and the rest was uh, history there. I also got hired in as a realtor, but I... Uh, chose the auto industry yeah kind of followed my heart a little so bit. it was 2001 2001 yeah. so fast forward 16 years and you sold yeah. how many cars so finished with 1582 total retail units yeah <laughs> yeah which, which is pretty crazy because you know i would have never thought in 2001 that i would have got to that point in my yeah. career you know i was just trying to maintain a good life and and you know just help people and you know yeah. it's pretty amazing where it got so you, you, you broke a record. Mm -hmm. It was a famous uh, Joe Girard yeah. car record yeah. that you broke. I think his yeah. was a 30-year-old record or... 44. 44-year-old record. Yeah. yeah. And, and you broke that record. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk a moment about sort of some of the, you know, the, the pros and cons of breaking that record. Yeah. But I've heard you talk before. One of the things I wanted to understand is you, you mentioned that when you go through dealership training, um, they set, you know, what the target should be. And you talk about that, that sets a bit of a limiting belief with yeah. sales professionals. Um, share with us how you broke that, that mental sort of yeah, level. Yeah, and, and, and it is. And it's almost like, you know, 30 is an elite for all dealerships. They say, yeah. you know, you get to 30, you're in the elite. 30 a month. 30 a month, yeah. yeah 30 units per month and you're just in the elite and, and that's it. That's where kind of where everybody kind of thinks that that's the ceiling. Well, I heard of a guy doing 60 in yeah. a month. And I says, you know, and I was averaging 30, 40. I was doing pretty well. And I heard of a guy doing 60. And I says, well, you know, if this guy can do 60, if somebody was doing it, I really believed in my heart that I could do it. And until I actually seen that and, and, and knew somebody was doing it, I don't know if I ever believed it. Uh, after that, I, I hit 60 shortly after yeah. that. And uh, once I hit 60, I, I realized that that wasn't the limit. Mm. I realized that there is more. Uh, there's room for advancement. There's room to grow, and of course, things change in your you know process, and things change the way you do business and, and how you market yourself. But um, you know, the industry does say that that 300 or 350 for the year is the limit, and it's not even close. Well, wow. and 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 believe it or not, somebody someday will will break the record that I have, and um, you know they're going to do things faster and better and yeah. more efficient, and, and they're going to figure out ways of doing it a, a little bit you know, better than I am. Yeah. But there is no limit. 
So what do you, I mean, what you would, what, what did you, what do you attribute to, to success and how did you go? You talk about process. I mean, these are some words that you don't usually hear when it comes to selling yeah. cars, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you talk about brand, you talk about, you've got your area and it's yeah. about being known as the person to go to. I mean, yeah. and we're in, the, we're in the heartland of Ford. Yeah, yeah, you're selling right? Chevys. And you're selling so Chevys, Chevys in the Highland yeah. Ford. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, it goes to community. It goes yep. back to community. So, you know, my, my whole business is built on relationships. And how do you build relationships? You get involved. And how mm. do you get involved? What's the easiest way to get involved is, is to get involved with your community. I'm not trying to get involved with something I don't know anything about or something yeah. I don't, I, I, it's not in my heart. You know, my community is where I grew up. It's where I belong. It's where I live. It's where I breathe. It's where my kids are. Yeah. So what better area to get involved with than, than that place where you live? The problem today because of social media and the way things are moving so fast and, and, and you know, nobody wants to be involved with something that's hands-on. They think it's easier to grab your device and just kind of put things out there and hopefully something sticks. But we're forgetting one of the most important things is the power of human touch. Yeah. Right? We're forgetting that. And why, why am I looking, you know, in other states and other areas and, and I got my backyard, I got 100,000 people surrounding me. Yeah. That's all I need. I, I, I just need to be here. I don't need to worry about everything around here. Yeah. So focus has been one of the things that has enabled you success. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. You got to be focused and, and you got you to love what you do. Let's not mm. forget that. And, and I absolutely still love what I do, and I've always loved what I do, and that's, yeah. that's a big part of it as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. And if you were to go back, I mean, if, if you look back in your career, I mean, where, what would be the defining moment for you where you really found the right set of skills, or is it something that you always had? You know, it's when I realized that it wasn't the product that I was presenting, it was yeah. about the people in front of me. <laughs> so, and it didn't take long for me to realize that, that the person in front of me needed my help. And yeah. they would come to me for help. And that's where things started changing for me. And I, and I became a problem solver. And it became amazing for me when I solved this problem. I didn't say, oh, I sold another one. I, I said that I solved the problem. And our job as salespeople, and, and, and I like to change that salesperson title to an advisor. Because yeah. everybody else around the industry, everybody else around the country uses different terminology, like, you know, a mortgage broker or a realtor. You know, we're one of the last people that really use salesmen. And we are advisors. I mean, we have $100,000 vehicles, $200,000 vehicles that we're advising people on a huge purchase. So when I took on that role of being the advisor, things started changing in my mindset. Yeah. Then I said, okay, I'm, I'm solving a problem, not creating a new one. Yeah. So now I got to figure out where this person came from, where they're going in the future, and, and how to handle that. So, you know, I'm solving a problem and I don't have, you know, create something that I have to clean up later. Mm. Uh, but, but you know, that's probably the bulk of it where, where my shift started changing. And that's an amazing mindset to have, right? Because if you think about it, that's that's a universal methodology for every sort of selling profession. Every every person in sales should follow that principle, right? Absolutely. Solving I mean, a problem. Yeah, right. And they're solving a problem. Yeah. And, and it's simple as that. Yeah, it's so complicated. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. but it's a simple mindset to carry. And, you know, I, I get a single mother coming in and, you know, she needs she needs help you know, get in, get in the right vehicle to get her kids to school. Yeah. I got to be compassionate towards that. Yeah. I got to put myself in her position and say, okay, well, you know, do I put her in, in a two door car because, yeah. because that's the, the special of the month or do I figure out what's best for her now, tomorrow in the future? Yeah. So that way she leaves better than when she came in. 
Yeah. That's the mindset that we should all carry. And it's interesting, right, because I think when you think about the term selling, sometimes, and I often ask this when I talk to sales, salespeople or other people about, you know, give me a word that describes salespeople. And sometimes it's quite negative. It and is usually negative. they talk about a car salesman or real estate as because they've had a negative experience. Right. right, that's exactly so, what it is. So how did you go from, you know, from joining an industry that had that sort of... That bad, that bad stick? Yeah, how did you yeah, go about breaking it? It did. It, and it, it's just about helping people, yeah. right? So when somebody leaves happier than when you found them, when somebody goes <laughs> out there and says that this person was genuine and they really cared about me and they were compassionate toward me and they, you know, treated me as if they were as if, as if I was family. Yeah. So that's where I felt good about myself. That's where I said at the end of the night, you know, I, 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 I felt comfortable with myself to continue this career. The problem with it is this industry taught us to go get another one. It didn't matter if that person bought something, they didn't buy anything. All right, you lost it, go get another one, go get another one. And I didn't care about going to get another one. I care about helping that next person. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and it's any industry, right? In any industry, mm. and, and realtors will do the same thing. Mortgage brokers will do the same thing. If you're selling clothing, you're doing the same thing. You're trying to build a relationship with the person. Once you build that relationship on the foundation that you are, in the right mindset and you're in the right place of helping them, not trying to hurt them just because it benefited me, mm. then now I have a person that's out there armed with an amazing story. Yeah. So now they're sharing their story with people saying that you have to go see this person, you know, this is what he did for me. Um, you know, and somebody telling a story about you mm. is different than, you know, the stigma that we actually have as yeah. car sales people. Yeah. And so if we talk about today, like about your current, you know, position in the market, people are coming to you every day. Yep. You've built that brand, right? Right. Um, how long did it take you to get to this point where you need a car? Go see Ali. Yeah, it, it takes time. So it does take a lot of time and a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I would probably say you're you're looking at maybe committing to a certain area, a certain brand, not jumping dealer to dealer because that sets you back every mm. time you start over. Um, I would say it probably will take you five or six years to get your name out there the way it should be. Yeah. The reason why more people aren't successful at it, and, and salesperson people in general want instant gratification. Yeah. They want it now. Nobody can see five years down the road. Well, I was always able to see, okay, in five years, if I continue to do what I'm doing, I'm only going to grow. If I'm doing it for the right reason, I'm only going to grow. Yeah. So I was able to be patient. Patience is a big deal. Yeah. Most people don't have the patience in life in general. But in sales, that's a whole another level, right? Yeah. So I was able to be patient enough to watch, you know, plant a seed and watch it grow. Yeah. And I would say for, for anybody out there that's starting, if you're five or six years, you should start seeing this residual of community where people start to get to know you and, yeah. and, and brand you with that brand that you're selling. So it's really, you know, mindset again. It's, it's mindset. Yeah, mindset. it's mindset. It's hard work. It's not giving up because everybody's going to tell you no. Everybody's going to tell you a different way. Um, but you, you, you got to do it yourself, right? Yeah. We were talking earlier, you know, your mother's not going to do the work for yeah. you. you know, <laughs> nobody's going to come out and do the work for you. So, um, instant gratification is, is a problem in our industry where, you know, you know, I, I go to charity events and there's 2000 people there and I go there and the mindset of me going there is not to sell a car. The mindset of me going there is to make friends, build yeah. relationships. Cause I want people to love me for me. 
not because I sell cars. Yeah, absolutely. So then it eliminates the stigma. So if you know me as a person first and like me, then you find out I'm a sales car salesman afterwards. It doesn't change your perception of who I am. Yeah. But if you find out if I'm a car salesman first, now you have a different perception in your mind of who I am and you may never get to know who yeah. I am as a person. Yeah. So, you know, we, we got to build relationships with everybody first. And then three, four, five years down the road, you might start seeing this residual, but most salespeople don't want to do that. Yeah. They go to one charity event and say, I got nothing out of it. What a waste of time. Yeah. So they focus on them instead of focusing on yeah, the mindset on of customers. Right. And right. The mindset others, of building yeah. relationships, not trying to solicit business. Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing. You know, I have a I have a couple of billboards around the city and it's not because I want people to know who I am. It's just reminding people of who I am, where I'm at. Yeah. And, you know, those are the type of things that that people should be out there doing once you get to that level. Yeah. Four or five years. And I'm, I'm not doing it because, you know, I, I think it's going to draw people in every day. It's yeah. just going to keep my name fresh in their mind. Yeah, that's fantastic. And so you, 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 you encountered, you know, incredible success. Right. Thank and you. it was built up. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't yes. just you got the that result. It was a, it was it was building up. Yeah, and a lot of people are funny. Not to cut you off, but a lot of people think okay, 2017, but they didn't hear about 2016. Yeah, <laughs> or didn't hear about 2015, or they didn't hear about you know yeah. the previous years. So every year it creeped up a little bit more. You know, in 2016 I did 1,320. <sighs> right in 2015 I did 1,200. <laughs> so it was leading up to that point. Yeah. It wasn't like I just came out of nowhere and all of a sudden I did you know, yeah. 1,500 cars, it was it was leading up to there. So it's, you know, the more, the longer you're in the business, the more you should sell. Yeah. If you're not, there's something wrong. Yeah. So you gotta take a look at yourself and say, well, what am I doing wrong that my business is not mm. growing? And, and at the end of the day, this is my business, right? I own a business inside of a dealership, I own a business. Yeah. And when I come in every morning, my mindset is I open up, I turn on my lights, I open up yeah. my computer, my, now my office is open for business. So our mindset is not, I don't work for the owners of the dealership, I work for myself and my clients. But of course, yeah. I'm in his facility and I'm, and I'm grateful for everything that they provide to us. But my mindset is I still have to take care of my customer. Yeah, that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely in awe to hear somebody that's achieved such success to continue to say it's all about mindset. And, you know, yeah. um, and I think that's what, when we compare high performance from the average, it's it's you're right. It's you know I'm coming here. I'm turning the lights on. I'm helping. Um, That's you know, right. I'm focus. If something's not working, I look look at myself versus yeah. looking at others and blaming others. Oh, we're always going to have problems. I mean, yeah. we're, we're going to have inventory issues. Yeah. We're going to have banking issues. We're going to have you know weather issues. I mean, we're going to have problems. But I don't yeah. focus on the things that I can't control. Mm. I focus on what I can control, and I know what I can control. Yeah, and that's I can control myself, and I you know, worry about my client and that's it. Yeah. Everything else will lay itself out. So you hit that, you know, that massive year and you think that people would be coming and patting you on the back. Yeah. But unfortunately you had um, a negative experience as a result. Yeah. Do you mind sharing with us, um, yeah. a, you know, a, an industry legend, so to speak, author, yeah. Yeah. Um, not share the same enthusiasm? As, as yeah, that was kind of a... A gut shot. You yeah. know, I didn't expect that to happen. Um, I, I thought that things would go a little bit different. Um, you know, I had reached out to him prior to breaking the record. Um, just I had, I had a mutual friend that uh, kind of connected me with him. Yeah. And, and I left him. For a our message. listeners, it's Joe Girard. Joe Girard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that. That's what it is. And and you know, I reached out to him prior to uh, breaking the record just to say hello. I didn't call to say I'm breaking your record. You know, mm. I mean, that would. You know, I just called to say, hey, I'm a fan. I'd yeah. love to meet you one day if if I could just 
just get to meet you and, and have a conversation with you. That'd be great. And that was like October of, of uh, 2017. I got nothing back. And then November, I knew I was going to break the record by then. I reached out again, got nothing back. December, after I broke the record, I reached out, I got nothing back. Yeah. And around uh, February, we put out a press release, February of 18, we put out a press release of what we have accomplished. And then we got the backlash from him. Then, mm. you know, the, new, the news, uh, you know, kind of took the story. They reached out to him to get his, his angle. And he just said, this is false news. This is uh, fake. It yeah. can't be possible. Nobody would ever beat my record. Um, General Motors had reached out to him also to, uh, they had a ceremony that they do every year for all salespeople and they were going to do something special for me for beating yeah. that record. And this is not the dealership, this is General Motors. Right? Yeah. So they said, we're going to do something special for Ali for, for beating the record. And they had reached out to him to see if he would attend that uh, ceremony. Yeah. And he just let them have it and said, I'm not coming to your ceremony wow. and you know nobody beat the record, it's fake. I'm coming down there to sue everybody. Well, he surely did. He came out, he sued me, he sued the dealership, he sued the newspapers. I mean, the guy sued everybody. So, wow. uh, which is unfortunate. It was a gut shot. I really didn't mm. expect things to go that way. I mean, I had read his books. I followed him as a, I mean, he's a legend, right? Mm. I mean, he's a legend. Without his accomplishments, I could have never did what I did. Again, believing that somebody did it, put me over that edge and said, hey, I can get there. Yeah. And I didn't start 2017 and say I'm going to beat his record. It was never a, a, a focused goal because that's a tough record to break. Yeah. That's a 44-year record. That's not something that you can just say, okay, January 1st, I'm going to go for this record this mm. year. A lot of things had to fall into place. So uh, so then, you know, it, we, we did get sued. Um, we allowed them to come in here and do an audit. So that was one of the things they, that we said, sure, you know, we'd love for you to do an audit. And everything's electronic, but they wanted the actual yeah. deal. Yeah. So we had to pull, and, and we're counting new cars only, not used. Yeah. So for the record, the, his record was 1,425, and mine was 1,530, new yeah. only. And then 52 used. I don't know how I stumbled <laughs> onto those, but, but somehow, someway, I fell into 52 used. And a lot of the used cars, believe it or not, because they, they take a little bit more time, I'll pass them on to one of, one of my other colleagues yeah. that works here, and I'll say, here, just handle this deal. It's all yours. Yeah. So just because a time issue, right? So I, I don't really do too many used cars. But anyway, we had to pull 1,530 deals, <laughs> and they came in and did an audit. And if I, it, it was like 12 boxes of deals. I mean, huge file folders. And that took a couple weeks. And, of course, they found that everything was kosher, and they found the numbers to be perfect. And, uh, you know, previously he had said that if he, uh, if he – got the record from the audit that he would come in here and congratulate me yeah. you know and shake my hand and i was hoping that would happen unfortunately that never happened um the lawsuit kind of went away everybody went their separate ways and uh, unfortunately about maybe 30 or 45 days after that he did pass away yeah it's so, very sad very sad I, I you know i still wanted to meet him i still yeah. wanted you know i mean i understood his position i understood that this was his livelihood. This is something that he hung on to for 44 years, and he's 90 years old at the time. Yeah. So I said, you know, I understand his position. I was very compassionate towards, you know, uh, his feelings and, and where he came from and somebody coming out 40 years later saying, I broke your record. I, I got it. I understood. But we did everything that he wanted. We did the due diligence. Yeah. We, we, we let him come into the store, which we didn't have to. Mm. Um, so I was hoping to meet him, but unfortunately that never happened. Yeah. And so you want me asking how that impact, that experience impacted you and, and that, you know, the next couple of months as a result? No, I didn't. You know, I just kept yeah. going forward. I mean, it was, you know, it was unfortunate that it would happen. I mean, 
maybe it catapulted this whole you know story yeah. nationally by by the controversy yeah um you know guinness was one of the things that we were actually you know trying to get into because that you know where the where the record was held through yeah. guinness books and they didn't want anything to do with the mess so they just completely closed the whole category well so nobody's in guinness now yeah so he's not in it i'm not in it nobody's in guinness and you know we're working on some things that maybe you know they, they want a governed body that regulates all salespeople. so yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but if it does, you know, we'll get in there. But that was just icing on the cake. That yeah. wasn't, you know, they're not the ones that hold the record. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was unfortunate the way things happened. But at the end of the day, I still had to, I still had a job to do. Yeah. I still had people I had to take care of. I still was doing what I was doing. So it didn't slow me down at all. Yeah. You know, in 2018, I did uh, 1360. So, I mean, it was a very good year. Yeah. Um, you know, it was very good year. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> short of the record, but it was, you yeah. know, a very positive year. Um, actually, in December of 2018, I did 202 cars that month. That was a, that was the most ever in a month. Wow! So that was that was a record that I'd set in, in 2018. The year. And in, in the dealership you're working, I mean, do do other salespeople sort of not want, want to work here because they're worried that you know all the customers are going to come to you? Or I mean, how does it, how does it work? No, the funny thing is, is I don't take any new fresh customers. Okay. I, I don't take any walk-in customers that come into the dealership. I don't take any internet leads, no house deals. I mean, literally, if a customer doesn't come in and say, I'm here to see Ali Rita, that's not my <laughs> customer. So I don't, you know, I would gladly greet them and, yep. and, and help them get a salesman. But I don't, yeah, so it doesn't affect them in any way. Um, we have a very good staff. Our culture here is very yep. good. Um, you know, they all look up to me and, and I help them times. I got to go close a deal for them and I'll go in there and try to help them out. Awesome. And so I'll, I'll do that for them. But we have a very good staff here. There's no, yeah. no, uh, you know, animosity between anybody. So Yeah, because often really we cool. find, you know, we, when there's a real high performer, yeah, there's either one or two ways. It yeah. inspires others to want to learn and they, they, they want to shadow and they want to see and they want to replicate yeah. or they go the opposite. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, um, exactly. they, they're fearful or. Yeah. And, um, and, and I see how it happens. So I. You know, a, a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago, maybe before the record even, I had removed myself from the dealership uh, sales staff in a way where I don't affect them in their totals and their, you know, who's number one and who's yeah. not number one. I don't want to overshadow anybody. So I kind of told management, hey, just keep me on the side and do your thing with your staff. Yeah. You still have a number one salesman here. You know, other other than me, just keep me out of yeah. it. And you know, you still award them because people want to feel that. You know, I don't I don't want them to feel that. Oh, I can only be number two. Yeah. So you don't want anybody to ever feel that. So I'm I'm out of it completely. And they still have a number one. They still have that's trophies. Fantastic. They still have yeah. contests that they run. I'm just a little bit separate now. Yeah. That's right. Which is great. You know, I don't I don't want that to be got no more wall somebody, space so. for awards, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> and it's not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and I want them to succeed, and I want them to yeah. do better, and and I help them all the time, and they're you know everybody here is really wonderful. So if you you know if if you could tell um, aspiring young people, older people coming into this profession, yeah, what's a couple of words of advice that you could give them that would help them build a successful career? Yeah, good choice of words because it's building relationships. Yeah, you know, so go out there and build relationships. If I if I looked at myself, you know, three or four years into the industry and I just started, I said, how could I get to that level? And it's not going to happen just sitting in your office. It's mm. not going. They're not going to just show up. They're not going to just come to you. You got to get out there. You have to be involved. And I don't mean just advertise, because anybody yeah. can advertise. You can throw yourself in the paper and hopefully somebody sees you and says, hey, this guy looks like a nice guy, I'll come see him. It's not gonna happen anymore. Yeah. You need to get involved. You need to be in the middle of 
of charity events. You need to be in the middle of any function that happens in your community. Schools, yeah. if you're gonna go to a high school football game, don't just go sit in the, in the stands, work the concession stand, <laughs> right? So how are you gonna get involved? How are you gonna get to know people? We're not shy people, mm. right? So if, if right. I go to a grocery store, you know, I'm getting to know the person behind, behind she's gotta drive to work or he's gotta drive to work. <laughs> if I go to a restaurant, I'm, I'm getting involved. Now I'm in the kitchen. I am in the kitchen. I'm like, who runs this place? Who's the manager here? I'm asking the wait staff, you know, how are you? How is your day going? Yeah. So you need to be present is, is a good word. Yeah. You need to be present. So I can go to a restaurant and sit in the back corner, have my meal and leave, or I can go in there and make a scene. Mm. And then I'm not soliciting business. Again, don't solicit business. As a young person going out there, don't think you're going to walk in a restaurant and sell everybody yeah. a car. You're just making friends. You're earning the right. You're earning the right. You're, you're, you're making friends. You're, you're, you're getting to know something about their favorite subject, mm. them. So then eventually the, everybody messes up and asks, well, what do you do? Yeah. Then your opportunity comes because we as car salesmen don't have the icebreaker where you walk up to a person and say, hey, I sell cars. How are you? You want to buy a car from me? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they don't want to buy a car from you. you know? yeah. But if I go there and, and talk about them and talk about their family and talk about how their day is going, Eventually, everybody messes up and asks, you know, so what do you do, by the way? <laughs> and then you can go into that, you know, what you do. But, you know, the young people, you got to believe in what's mm. possible. And there is yeah. no limit. There's, there's no limit to, to what can be done in this industry. Uh, and, and you got to do the work. And you got to be present and patient. And, mm. You know, just believing in yourself is probably the biggest yeah. thing. Though. And, you know, is there anyone that's inspired you? in your career, like somebody that's really stood out? I'll, I'll say Joe Girard yeah. did, yeah, for sure. Uh, he did. Um, I was fortunate enough to work with a guy named Jerry Turfey, who at my first first deal, this is the second dealership I'm at, by the way. I worked at a dealership that uh, General Motors closed in 2010 after the okay. whole uh, 2007, 2008 economy. Uh, so that closed down and then I transferred over here. It was the same city, same brand, yeah. so it wasn't as bad. Uh, but I did have to start over in 2010. But I was fortunate enough to work with him. And he would he would sit back at his desk and people would just come see him. And he'd come in and I'd be running the parking lot like a crazy person, <laughs> you know, trying to find customers. And I'd run after this customer. I'd run and park cars. And he'd say, come here, no running. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I got to get this handled, you know. Yeah. So he's like, no running. And he'd just sit there calm and patient. People come and see him. And I'm like, wow, you know, th- that's what I want to get to. Yeah. And And I saw that. And I was able to... I was very fortunate to be able to see that live and then say, you know, hey, this is what's possible. I had to do the running to get there, but eventually you don't have to run anymore. Yeah. Eventually you could, you know, you plant the seeds and then, uh, you know, yeah. they will come. And, and But you got to be doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can't, you know, take advantage of people and all these horror stories that we hear in our industry. Mm. You got to do the right thing by people. And if you could go back and do it all again, what's one thing you'd do differently? I would get involved with community yeah, earlier, yeah. Okay. earlier in my career. I didn't, I didn't really get involved. So if we go back to the timeline, uh, when I started over, so this is what's funny. In 2010, when I started over and came here, and that was June of 2010, so it was nine years later. Yeah. Uh, after I entered the industry, I had to start over. And I, was, and I came here and I was averaging 25, 30 cars a month when, yeah. I, when I first started. So I went from 2010 to 2017 from 25 cars to 130 cars. So it's not a huge yeah. time frame to build that up. Absolutely. And that was all through community. That's when I came came here to Les Stanford and I said, you know, I'm just going to get involved with more community. I'm going to yeah. get involved 
and everything that I can possibly get involved in. Yeah. And then it grew very fast. I wish I had done that five years prior to that. Uh, but a lot of things were changing the economy and that and, and everything mm-hmm. worked out for a reason. Everything yeah. happened the way it did for a reason. And from 2010 to 2017, I mean, you're talking, you know, seven years to, to go from yeah. 25 to 130. Not a lot of time. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, Ali, I just want to say, man, like even oh, I'm sitting here, what you're, what, what you're explaining about mindset and, and, and growth and out of control, once again, your story has inspired me, but thank I'm you. even more inspired that I've come. So I want to thank you for taking the time. Thank you so much. Come, I brother. appreciate it, man. Mate. This is awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you coming all this way and sharing this, you know, sharing this knowledge with people and getting the story out there and hopefully it helps, you know, some young gal and some young guy yeah. out there that inspires yeah. them to say, hey, it could be done. Well, that's our mission. We just want to help people be the best they can be. And yeah. these are the stories that help inspire people to see past all the excuses, yeah. to know that, you know, especially in the world of selling, there's no shortcuts. No shortcuts. It's mindset, focus, and hard work. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you so much.